0: Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast where we discuss stories across pop culture plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode 92 and the very last episode of 2021 but I am still your co-host Nigel.
1: I am Tazzy. I am content creator, streamer and co-host and very baffled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just us for today, we have no guest because this is our 2021 wrapped episode where Tazzy and I, uh, I'm going to say struggle, (laughs) I feel that, (laughs) that actually describes what's been happening, Uh, struggle to find our best stories of the year that is 2021. So it's going to be the two of us talking through what we enjoyed, we are going to give you some honourable mentions and then we're going to hit you with five of our best stories that we have consumed in the year. So we did this for the first time in 2020, enjoyed it. Don't know if I can speak for Tazzy, but um, I enjoyed it anyway. I enjoyed hearing what um, it's nice to be reminded what we watched, Red played, uh, and then also going through the process of uh, ordering those. So yeah, stick around, join us for that. And make sure that you subscribe to Story X Story podcast on Apple, on Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. You can also, as always, send us feedback, especially feedback on our lists and questions to feedback at MyMatter.com. Jump in our Discord or shout us on social media. We are at MyMatter on Twitter, at MyMatterTV on Instagram or at Tazzy on both. Before we get into the countdown stuff, um, let's just have one last wrap on what's happening in the Mayimada universe. So this is kind of a, as much as uh, what's been happening uh, and maybe what's to come in 2022. But uh, if you don't know already, we want to let people know that our latest manga, Serious Through the Fog, is now in print. It's been a long road to get there, but the story is done, the artwork's done, it is in print print and happening. So we have sent out copies to our Kickstarter backers who are the amazing people that literally made it happen. Would not have happened without that support. Website orders and some prizes because we gave away some copies to different people. Those have all gone out and yeah you can check out the new story as well as all our other stories at myamada.com forward slash manga. Going into 2022 we're going to be working on different manga projects. Some uh, I can't talk about but what I can talk about is that we're going to wrap up the Olympic stories that we did earlier in the year over summer and put that into one free download for people to check out the stories, the four coma stories as well, uh, that we did in celebration of that event. And then we're going to be working on some new stuff, including a story with Tazzy's character. So how are you feeling about that, Tazzy?
1: I'm excited. Because obviously I was like there for the early stages and then i have I don't know what's going on.
0: yeah she has no idea what's going on she has input at the beginning and then uh, it goes into the machine the machine is my head basically (laughs) and then it comes out the other side uh, eventually so yeah we're going to be putting together a story that hopefully captures uh, i'm going to say captures the essence of tazzy her journey uh, and put that into manga form so that's going to be coming at some point next year and then um, we'll probably have like smaller projects going on but our next big manga release will. I say will be, but uh, this was, was the plan last year until the pandemic. So, barring any world changing events, uh, will be 11th Hour, which is the one of the original My Matter stories that Lau and I had that's still yet to be done. So, it's also the biggest, probably most complex story. So, it's going to take a, a little while. So, bear with us. But um, hopefully, by the end of the year, uh, we'll have that. At least, we'll be updating people along the way. Sticking with comic stuff. I have also started a new series on Twitch. The working title is Casual Conversations with Comic Creators, which I feel does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, Every month I'm looking to have casual conversations with people who make comics. And a little bit different to our sort of regular interviews on the podcast or interviews with games professionals. It's less about their journey and more about what they're doing now and trying to get to the, the people, the human person, that is behind the art. I feel it's something that um, to a certain extent we maybe don't do enough, like look at who are the people is creating uh, the art that we enjoy. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, shine a light, have some interesting topics around comics and uh, maybe other things, depends where the conversations go, but make sure you check that out on uh, Twitch because I'm gonna aim to do that uh, every month from here on in. Looking at the gaming side of My Matter, we have the studio 77 uh, activity for january is a cosplay panel so we're going to be bringing together uh, cosplayers from different spaces uh, maybe different parts of the world and having a discussion about their craft about their journeys so we're going to be talking how they got into cosplay some of the stuff they're working on and tips and tricks that people can learn from if you are a cosplayer yourself So we're going to be doing that on Thursday, the twentieth of January, from seven PM GMT. And yeah, just follow us on Twitch, and you'll be able to get notified. Uh, Again, if you're in our Discord or on our newsletter, you'll get a heads up on that too. And then the other thing for January is the New Year Gamepad Online, which will be our first headline event of the new year on fifteenth of January. It's going to be live on Twitch, hosted by Tazzy, and we will be bringing you our Friendly Fire competition featuring a new group of communities battling it out on different games. We're going to have Brawlhalla, Rocket League, and Knockout City. I will also be doing another round of interviews with games industry professionals, so I'll be releasing that. If it hasn't come out by the time you're listening to this, it will be out uh, shortly, but I think it will be. By the time you listen to this, you'll know. As we're recording, it's still a closely guarded secret. We're still confirming things. But uh, yeah, keep your eyes and ears peeled. We also have a special project that we are working on and we can't say too much now, but I think we'll, we'll if if nothing else, give some, a bit of context at the uh, the GamePad online event and then let you know what's to come. It's something we've been working on for a, a long while uh, and uh, yeah, it'll be great to get it out and be able to talk about it uh, publicly. So, um, you know, if you've been following us at GamePad, we um, are about promoting inclusion and diversity. So, if you're if you're a fan of that, I think you'll enjoy this. So, stick around for that. Tickets are free to the event, and we're also going to be working on new artwork uh, to market. So, high resolution versions will be going out to our Discord community, and we will print one for a lucky ticket holder to give away. So, that's some of the stuff we've done for the year. Uh, that's some of the stuff that is coming. Just make sure you stick around, uh, and you'll be able to get involved in it all. So. That's that's all the preamble stuff out of the way. Let's get to uh, what we came here for, wrapping up our favourite stories of 2021.
1: Before we go into our top five stories, we have our shortlist of honourable mentions, stories that may not have made the final selection, but are more than worthy of being talked about. And we're going to mention... Uh, We're going to alternate between each of us mentioning. And I want to just add this extra disclaimer (laughs) in here.
0: There's going to be a lot of disclaimers (laughs) for Tassie's list.
1: (laughs) Is that mine, because it's so hard for me to pick, like extremely hard for me to pick. I have a a list of like 40, probably 42 (laughs) now stories, which was a reduced list and I have to then pick a very small portion of those. That my honourable mentions, I've tried to go for ones that just I haven't mentioned at all in the podcast.
0: That that is fair. And uh, so if you are just joining us, you should know that Tassie does not like picking favourites. Uh I however <laughs> do. So this this these episodes are particularly enjoyable <laughs> for for me <laughs> just hearing Tassie uh, struggle to pick out and leave others behind. But uh yeah, welcome. This is a, this is gonna be a thing.
1: Yeah. Um I also don't like that you put me first in the notes. So <laughs> I think you should go first.
0: Should I should I go first with the honorable yeah. mentions and all right.
1: Wait, that doesn't mean I have to go first with favorites,
0: does it? I can go first with favourites too.
1: Okay, cool, good.
0: <laughs> all right, we are switching it on a fly here. So I, I don't have a list of forty-two, I can tell you that. But I did have some trouble like picking some things and what should go on top. I'm gonna start with an anime, which is Erased, which I just watched this year. So I watched this. It has the benefit of being an anime that's short, so I like things that end <laughs> and end in a reasonable time. But it's basically about this uh, this boy who, oh, I guess by the time when we meet him at first, he is a man. So he gets sent back in time, or he has this ability to travel back in time, moments in time to make changes and maybe save someone. He ends up going back in time all the way to his childhood and has to essentially solve a, an unsolved murder at a time that has led to the death of his mother. So that's the premise uh, of the show. And it's, yeah, it's great. It's, uh, <laughs> it's something that was recommended when I was on a workshop. Uh, I watched it and I was just like really drawn into the the characters uh the themes behind it it's a time mechanic show we're kind of fans of that on on the podcast and uh, so yeah definitely enjoyed that
1: we do love a good time mechanic oh, yeah. damn it now I want to now I want to add one of the you want to
0: have some time mechanics
1: <laughs> yeah I, there was one Oh, yeah, one one of them kind of does yeah maybe I'll is it really a time mechanic? No, I'll just do it in the <laughs> order that I've got it. This is not in order of preference. I'm just going to clarify that because...
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, honourable mentions for just throwing a matter.
1: So my first honourable mention is going to be Boxing Day, which I've just seen.
0: Oh, brand new.
1: Brand new. Fresh fresh off the red carpet, Oh, actually, because I went to the...
0: Getting fancy with your honourable mentions.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I did get, get to go to the world premiere of Boxing Day. Don't know how. I'm pretty sure it was a mistake. Um, <laughs> but please invite me to more. But yeah, so it is my, it has got to be in my honorable mentions because this is a black British Christmas rom com and I don't think any of those exist. And it is very much, okay, this is why it's in my honorable mentions because it's very much about, it's just a rom com and the characters happen to be black. Mm. like it's not about race it's just following this family's story it's just their everyday lives so yeah it's really nice it's just I love a good rom-com so it's it's there for me it has to be mentioned
0: cool yeah I like that idea it's not about them being black they just happen to be black I feel we need more of that
1: yeah all
0: right I like it. Uh, I don't. None of mine. I saw on the red carpet. By the way, just uh, (laughs) just a heads up. So it's all it's all going very less glamorous from here. But my next honourable mention is Little Nightmares, which I had to remember. I did start this year. Took me a while to finish, somehow, but (laughs) I did start this year. So this is it. We're going over to video games uh, here. But what I liked about this game is it literally just throws you in and lets you start playing so this is a narrative game that has zero dialogue it's a platform horror adventure game and you play a character and once you start the game it literally tells you nothing you have to figure out the controls figure out the puzzles make your way through this very scary eerie Sometimes movable uh, space uh, into these different rooms, figure out these puzzles, stay alive, and it just has this—I oh, don't even know what it is. It just has this feeling all the way through, which I just love. It managed to capture the feeling of being being scared, being vulnerable, uh, and it does it like I say without any dialogue. It's uh, also a short game, even though it took me—I think it took me like three or four sittings to complete. Uh, oh, spaced over uh, what's felt like months but it's, it is a short game always appreciate things that i can reasonably get to get to the end of and it's one that tazzy recommended so in fact i feel a lot of my lists actually sort of tazzy inspired so this is the first of uh of what might be a few tazzy recommendations uh yeah really enjoyed this one
1: me people listen to my recommendations
0: yeah, I yeah like... you have an influence you definitely wow. have an influence
1: I'm such a, like, everything's good person except that one film.
0: Yeah. There's
1: literally one film I don't like.
0: (laughs) Bonus points to anyone listening who knows what that one film is.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Little Nightmare's great. I'm going to go with... I'm just going to follow the theme of your name because one of my honourable mentions is Little. Just Little.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just, I was going, where's the rest? No, no, you're just Little.
1: (laughs) No. So, I... I think I watched it on Netflix, but I don't think it's a Netflix film. But it's basically about a successful businesswoman. She treats her employees really badly. And one day she just wakes up and she's her 13-year-old self. Mm. And she remembers her childhood as being like constantly bullied and... Yeah, she, she, didn't, she doesn't have fond memories of being 13. And it's like, then she's not taken seriously, obviously, because she's a 13-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to, like, her and her assistant, who she also treats badly, have to kind of, like, figure out how she can live and run her business. So she has to give the reins to her assistant to look after the business, who has all these brilliant ideas. And yeah, and she has to go to school and deal with children but she has like she's still she's an adult in a child's body and she's all like sassy and bossy and like yeah it's really good and she basically the story is a lot about her the the kids in her school there's like a load of misfits that get bullied and she kind of friends with those because unsurprisingly like adult interests and ways don't fit into a teenage classroom they think it's uncool um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah so she ends up like basically helping the sort of like misfits gain confidence but they also teach her how to be a bit nicer
0: that sounds like a really nice story
1: it is a really nice story i highly recommend it cool. so i expect to hear it in your
0: yeah i was gonna say in your that, just uh, giving me my list for 2022 Alright, I like that one. I like that. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with video games and put forward an honourable mention for Ori and the Blind Forest, which is a game I am late to, as many games uh, I am. But this is a, it's a platform adventure. I guess it's like a Metroidvania type game, which is surprising because I didn't think those were my type of game. But once I played this, I've had it on my Steam like download list for ages. I just thought right I need to work my way through this so started playing it and within within 5 minutes or less even I was like I'm going to like this game like I'm really going to like this game and within 6 minutes I was like yeah <laughs> I was right <laughs> so this is a so it's a game about a young orphan type character and who has this like big potential but they have to they have to learn and it's pretty cool because the way the game evolves and I haven't finished all of it yet but as it evolves you get new skills so you're learning new things as you navigate the map you're learning new things to help you uh, complete sort of sections puzzles things like that and it just looks really great like it has a really great art style and it's just a really fun to play like the way the animation the art style just add to the feeling of like I don't know joy of playing this game so it's one that I really like playing even in moments where it does get difficult and I have to redo bits, it doesn't really matter just because it's the enjoyment of playing this game. So I know there's a, a newer one, but I wanted to start uh, with the first one and then get to the the latest one. So Ori and the Blind Forest, definitely enjoying that game.
1: Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I feel a bit like I don't have any video games. There was a reason though, because the video games that I was going to put on, like one of them's even though it was my first playthrough this year, it's like... It's kind of an older video game, and I've mentioned it in the podcast, so it got knocked off the list. So I'm going to chuck a Ryan Reynolds. I mean, this, the film that I'm putting in now is, is old. It's a Ryan Reynolds film, though.
0: So. Oh, we love Ryan Reynolds, though.
1: And, I, and I've already knocked him out. Several, several things I ended up knocking out. And I was like, I can't, I can't have no Ryan Reynolds. That's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's called Selfless selfless self slash less which is also a very clever title in so it's like it's quite an it's a 2015 film
0: i had a 2015 game what uh oh yeah in the blind forest oh from 2015.
1: Yeah. oh I accidentally matched it up and i didn't yeah. even realize i was doing it yeah so i mean that it, is no secret i love ryan reynolds who doesn't like ryan reynolds so I was doing my... I thought I'd seen every Ryan Reynolds film on Netflix. Turns out I haven't. They must have changed it up a bit. And Selfless came up. And I was like, yeah, let's put that on. And I'm so happy I did. Because this is... this um, I was going to say this is a bit of a different role for Ryan Reynolds. But it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. He always just plays this like really nice guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, he does. He's got that down.
1: But he's playing... Uh, it's like oh my god this this okay this is crazy like basically he it's about a billionaire who's terminally ill and gets his mind transferred to a new body the new body is Ryan Reynolds but there's complications with transferring your mind to a new body I mean is anyone surprised like that there's complications with that. I'm not. It
0: doesn't sound like the most straightforward of (laughs) processes.
1: And being in this new body and because of some of the complications it gives this billionaire a fresh perspective on his life. Um, You know it's kind of like a stereotypical old billionaire that's like made all his money and thinks that no one should be helped and is a little bit greedy and thinks that money can solve everything. Kind of billionaire, <laughs> not not a Batman kind of billionaire. No,
0: no. <laughs> the Scrooge kind of billionaire.
1: Yeah, the Scrooge kind of billionaire. We're talking here. So yeah, and I guess as this is the thing. I can't even talk about it without giving the storyline light away. So it's literally all I can tell you is that the mind gets transferred. There is complication, and I feel like it kind of has Ryan Reynolds playing a character he doesn't quite play. Kind of. And I can't explain that without explaining the film. So
0: so you have to watch it.
1: So you have to watch it. I mean, it's got... It's Ryan Reynolds. You're not going to be disappointed. But yeah, it's definitely like... I feel like because it's not a Ryan Reynolds film that most people have seen or even heard of. You it on your radar.
0: Yeah. Uh, I need to watch more Ryan Reynolds stuff uh, as well. So I'm going to get to that too. So I am... Um, I'm going to bring it back to this year, the year we're <laughs> just about still in. And I recently saw King Richard, which is a one of those biopics, so sport biopic about the father of the Williams sisters. Uh, the uh, I'm sure everyone knows who the Williams sisters are, Venus and Serena, and how he coached, fathered them to go on to dominate uh, the world of tennis. So as well as being a Ryan Reynolds fan, I'm a big Will Smith fan. That does not mean I think everything Will Smith has done has been good, but he'll always get a pass from me for Fresh Prince, if nothing else. Uh, so I wanted to see it. And it's also the kind of it's the kind of film and role I do like to see Will Smith in. He takes up the role of Richard Williams. And so his performance, I think, is really good. It's a really good performance. Now I don't know how accurately Uh, and realistically, he portrays the dad. I've got a feeling, given that I believe the Williams sisters were some sort of producing, uh, executive producer role. So I, you know, it makes sense that there might be some some edges that have been (laughs) smoothed over. So I'm not going to comment on that, but just as a film, and the themes of this film in particular. So anyone who's listen to this podcast for any amount of time will know i'm a a big fan of of themes in stories and pulling them out and applying them to to life this guy has a plan (laughs) so if you don't learn anything else uh, about him he has a plan so he has a plan that his daughters are going to dominate tennis and i think it's like a it's a famed 78 page plan so we see him just stay on this plan being rejected staying on the plan bringing up his his daughters with his wife staying on the plan and it's just such a there's almost for me at least almost like an inspirational thing because what he what it shows is the the confidence uh, as well as the talent that he has instilled in these children and the way he protects them the way the world is not even necessarily against him but just aren't respecting him and don't have the belief that he does that he has passed down to his daughter so I'm gonna I'll probably be by the time you listen to this I would have spoken about this on the podcast uh, on previous episodes uh, already but uh, I'm a big fan of the journey and the values that he is putting in and and the success the obvious uh, success that uh, he gets in the end by sticking to his plan so uh, yeah I got a lot from this film and really really enjoyed it
1: Mm, I actually need to. I was it wasn't really on my radar but maybe I will check it out
0: yeah I mean I'd obviously recommend it but yeah it's really like that going on the journey just being told no just being faced with indifference to when you're saying like you know I believe in this and just people's like okay until do you show them uh, and then suddenly everyone wants a piece so yeah it's something I hope to aspire to not in tennis though because I cannot play tennis
1: <laughs> well my next story is Thunder Force which is a it's a superhero film um it's on Netflix but it's not your typical superhero film because the superheroes are an unlikely duo they are childhood best friends but they are now in their I I feel like they're they're like middle-aged I think So, like, one of them has a kid of her own who's, like, a grown kid. And it basically helped her develop this serum to become a superhero. Because in this universe, there's a load of superpowers, but the, like, mutation happens in people who are predispositioned to do bad things. So they're people who were were, were always going to do bad things, <laughs> and it's just something to do with the mutation. It, it, it something to do with the fact that they're a bad person is what triggers the mutation. Is what caught like so it only happens in bad people. So when they're growing up, there's all these incidences that happened from these bad super powered people. And so when they're children, they're like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be able to. F- Fight. I want to be a superhero and fight these bad, superpowered people. So one of them goes on to be a very successful scientist and figures out a formula to create superpowers. And is going to go through this whole regiment to help foster those, those uh, powers. But then her friend, who is kind of the opposite, is working class, kind of a mess finds out she's in town, they've not spoken for years, comes to meet her, and then accidentally gets injected by the serum, (laughs) uh, one batch of the serum. And so they both end up with superpowers and are fighting evil. And, like, they're not these, you know, they're not your Ken Doll superhero type (laughs) people. They're very normal. So to give you an idea, it's Melissa McCarthy and... And uh, yeah, so Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, they're the superheroes. So it's not your stereotypical, but yeah, and it's great. I love it. Like it's, I think that's one of the reasons and it's absolutely hilarious. Like it's just so, it's so nice to have like not your typical superhero and like just all the jokes. It's just hilarious.
0: (laughs) Great. They're both really funny. Yeah.
1: And you have to watch it.
0: Cool. Another recommendation. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making note for next year. All right. So uh, my last honorable mention. This is a tough one because this is one I wanted to see if I can squeeze into the, the top five, but couldn't quite do it. Is a, a very honorable mention for Kuroko's basketball. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely talked about this on the podcast before. And I think when I first brought it up, I was, I mean, I, I liked it from the beginning but I'm also into basketball so I did wonder if this is me liking it because it's about basketball or me liking it because it's a good anime I think it's both and all I can say is as the more I watch it the more I like it because it's so basketball aside right so this is a story about Kuroko and his his new team so he is a character who plays basketball but doesn't look like a typical basketball player. In fact, he is not very good at most things in basketball, except passing. He passes like no one can. So already you're kind of like taking a bat because he doesn't look like the the main character in the story. Uh, not only that, but his, I was going to say partner, but one of his team, Kagami, is that basketball player so he can do uh, just about everything and he looks like who you'd expect to see as the main protagonist and this is what I like about manga and anime it puts forward those characters who don't come across as the quote-unquote main guy that we might expect in the western world of storytelling uh, but it's very much important so Kuroko was part of a team In middle school called the generation of miracles so he was the what's called the sixth man in basketball um, which is like the first player off the bench Uh, so the, the five main players are all like generational talents just amazing players have particular skills in in certain areas but they all recognize him as a key part of their of their victory that's another thing i love where You don't have to be like the main person or look like the main person to be extremely valuable to your team or whatever it is uh, you're working on. So, I like that there's a lot of anime and manga that that has those lessons, not necessarily up front and center, but it's just inherent in the story. Uh, And this is one, that's one of the major reasons why I like this, as well as basketball. So, it goes (laughs) through the journey of this team that Kuroko is now on having left the team the generation of miracles they're called and it's about them building themselves up and taking on like other teams competing teams and it has that thing of like you know having to get better facing challenges just all that all that good stuff is in there and did I mention basketball all wrapped in basketball which is just great for me so yeah I'm liking this even more when I then when I started just liking it more and more and yeah looking forward to watching season I think I'm on season two so season three and Wherever else comes, so um, I really
1: need to get back it, back into watching that. So my last mention, and I think I might, may have actually mentioned this on the podcast at some point, but I've I don't know, is Napoli Ever After, which is about a it's about again another successful businesswoman. Well, she's actually um, worked in marketing, and I like one of the first early scenes is like her. Wait, wait, I need to go back. So it's all, because it's all about the hair, specifically a black woman's relationship with her hair and how that defines her and how that's, how much her hair represents and how her life is navigated. Um, so since she was young, her mum has taught her how to press her hair, like so that it's, it's straightened, essentially. Um, and it's always perfect. And that's how you you get the guy, you get the job you fit in is by having like this perfectly straight pressed hair so her whole life she's not allowed to like swim like everything is about this perfect hair to represent the perfect life so she the like one of the early scenes is like her being in the boardroom pitching pitching a marketing thing and there's like these guys like this is all in a trailer so it's no spoilers but it's very relevant to explain in the story there's like the there's like the men are pitching they're trying to sell this beer and they're pitching that she should that the advert is going to be like boobs drinking and like proper stereotypical football match with beers and yay if you have beer and girls kind of thing and then they pitch that it's at a football match and there's a group of women watching the football and the the guys are like sitting in front and being really rowdy and standing up and to make get them to sit down they the girls buy the women buy the guys a beer and then it like starts a trend in the stadium and then the pitch is like you know women get get the men to calm down buy a beer Best beer they're gonna love it Um, (laughs) which would be an amazing pitch right and then it was like, mm, nah, let's go for the like the same advert that they've been running forever, boobs, beer, kind of thing. Um, and at that point, kind of starts to dawn on her that she's not living this life. Like she was meant to be engaged this guy, and then everything went wrong, whatever. So she ends up having a oh, and I think like the guy she thinks is going to propose gets her a puppy instead of proposing.
0: <laughs> oh. That's a letdown. I mean, puppies are great, but...
1: I mean, puppies are amazing. And um, yeah, and so she's like, this is just not... Like, she has a breakdown and shaves off all her hair. And then she meets this amazing... This amazing barber who has a completely different ethos and approach to life. And, And he has a daughter as well, which is also... She has a big impact. But yeah, and it's literally them... I don't know basically it's all about hair it's all about changing perspectives and it's great and as someone who grew like I straightened my hair when I was younger and then I learned to love my curly hair and my mum always straightened her hair and is now wearing her hair curly it's so and it's such a reflection of like how much your hair like even you having natural curly hair there's like a thing about it being frizzy and there's so much time spent doing your hair, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have a good life. <laughs> but it's just a very well-framed show. And it's just from a different perspective as well. It's just something different. It's it's not the same story that we see over and over again. It's something different. Uh, yeah, yeah. not for ever ever after.
0: Cool. Uh, I like the sound of that too. <laughs> uh, and definitely a fan of curly hair. So yeah, uh, sounds like a good story that needs to be out there. Yeah. So before we get into our top five, a quick mention of surprise stories of the year. So this is something that's been inspired by "Lived I Repeat, which took us both by surprise when we covered it on the podcast. So I felt what would happen if we did this every year and find a story that took us each by surprise. So do you want to go first or should I go first?
1: I'll go first. I actually okay, have one.
0: First. All
1: right. I'm good at mine's going to be the great pretender. Oh, okay. Because I'm, you know, I don't mind a a good heist story, but I'm not always there for it. I get a bit bored of
0: them. I remember you saying.
1: Yeah. The great pretender, though, just constantly surprised me. Like Mm. the payoff, the ultimate payoff for the end of everything that's out was like, wow. Yeah. Like it constantly like threw you through a loop and... It constantly surprised me. So yeah, that is getting most surprising. And if you haven't seen The Great Pretender, I highly recommend it. Even if you in fact, especially if you're not into anime, but you're into heist based films.
0: Oh yeah. That's what got me.
1: This is the anime for you. The story is so good. It's so well written. It yeah. I put it above any of the big heist franchises. Wow,
0: that is cool to buff. I remember I watched it off of your recommendation and then finished it only to learn that you hadn't because you're not a fan of high stories and then you finished it and uh, and you love it. So that's really good to hear.
1: Yeah, it kind of has like a, just as you think it's getting really slow, like it carry works. on watching and it it just perks back up. Yeah, like it's a roller coaster.
0: You have to watch the whole thing and it's a, it's a whole yeah. story.
1: Do not, do not leave that unfinished. You will <laughs> yeah. regret it like the payoff is incredible like and I'm not someone that normally says like carry on watching something if you're not enjoying it no like carry on watching (laughs) it because the payoff is that
0: good like that good it really is it really it it all comes together so yeah yeah I, I second that recommendation my surprise story of the year is one that we have spoken about on the podcast and uh I mean why not mention Ryan Reynolds again it's Free Guy that is Genuinely, my surprise of the year because I had such low expectations. Even though I enjoy Ryan Reynolds, I just was not expecting what I got from this film. And when we spoke about it on the podcast, we had Lau on as a guest, uh, and I was telling Tazzy the story of how Lau was quite hyped about this film before I had seen it. He had mentioned his his excitement, and I couldn't understand it at the time. So I was just like, "There's no way this could be as good to get Lau excited." like this then i watched it and i was like not only is this is, is way better than i was expecting it also spoke to certain themes that like just hit for me in terms of taking control of your own uh, destiny and you know going around your uh, your programming and 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 all that stuff so yeah it's just like a weird double whammy of like oh i actually quite like this so i was genuinely surprised by that film recommend people watch it may, may not be your favorite but for me it was one that definitely took me by surprise
1: so you know how before we started recording you was like oh we're gonna do one most surprising and I was like can we do one that's the opposite of most surprising and is like really good and is exactly what you wanted it to be free guy is that one for me oh, really? like <laughs> I knew it was gonna be good and it like it it like yeah and it it did okay it, it cool
0: was, that was cool so we had same pick for different reasons
1: yeah
0: Uh, so uh yeah go watch free guy go watch our breakdown uh, of free guy and um that is our surprise or not surprise um stories of the year so with that out of the way we can now get into the final five so this is now our top five stories of 2021 so there's a few criteria that we use to put this together uh, so myself and tazzy will go back and forth counting down from five to one and like the honorable mentions we have not seen each other's picks so i don't know what tazzy's going to say tazzy doesn't know what i'm going to bring up the stories can be from eddie medium so as we talk about stories across pop culture on the podcast We are picking stories, could be films, TV, animation, anime, comics, whatever it might be, there'll be a mix. And what is key for us, at least, is that the stories, if you haven't (laughs) been able to tell already, the stories don't have to be newly released this year. They just have to be new to us this calendar year. So it's not necessarily about the latest and greatest, Uh, it's just stories that we have experienced new for this year that we feel are worthy of getting into our final five but yeah once we give our list let us know if you agree if not if you discover something that you didn't know about drop us an email shout out on social media or you're always welcome in our discord to let us know what you think so i'm gonna go first i'm gonna give the disclaimer on behalf of tazzy tazzy's five is not necessarily in order mine are (laughs)
1: mine are not necessarily my top five either they're just
0: (laughs) the ones
1: (laughs) that i had to choose
0: the ones that i made tassie choose (laughs) under under duress so um my my top five is blood sport so the stories had to fight each other and (laughs) they had to claim the top spot Uh, and those that didn't make it i mean you know two to five is not bad so with that disclaimer out the way let's do this all right, so I'm going to go with my number five. So this was tough because, like I mentioned, Kuroko's basketball uh, could have been in here. Uh, I struggled to put it into the honorable mentions, but I felt this film just was so good to me, and it is Dune for my number five pick. So this is a story based on a book, which actually I actually haven't read, which I know I need to go and read that so this is a story that follows the main character uh paul and he is of royalty um so he is this gifted uh future leader leader uh and he's he's the character that is has great destiny um with him and he might not understand uh what is coming his way but his his parents do kind of for different reasons but so his his house he is or his house, is about to be given, basically, control of Spice, which is a resource that is super important in this in this universe. But they're in conflict with the the locals, the native population, and it just has... I don't know, I feel there's so much more to it. I don't know. Uh, we'll do, like, a whole podcast if I uh, describe everything that's going on. It's one of those films, but it's one of those films where... I feel there's a, a conversation around sort of streaming and some filmmakers being upset that their films have been shown on streaming services and not on the big screen. This is one of those films that you have to feel in a big screen of the cinema because everything about it, the uh, cinematography, the the score, the characters, the locations, everything about it just needs to be experienced on a big film and pulls you into this world or into this universe because they're traveling from planet to planet it just makes me see feel that i've seen a a proper film to use that phrase that kind of in inexact phrase but it makes me feel like i've seen a real film uh, a real film that has come from the vision of a of a creator and i really appreciated uh watching it
1: hey cool uh, mine aren't in an order so i'm just gonna <laughs> okay I'm just gonna go I'm gonna say uh Raya and the Last Dragon okay there there is a podcast episode of this but I was unfortunately ill at the time of recording so I missed the podcast episode and I was really looking forward to it because it was my suggestion yeah yeah. um so I feel like that has to go in there because it was such a beautiful story and yeah I mean I feel like most of what I wanted to say would have been covered in that podcast anyway. But if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. Like just the relationship between Raya and The Last Dragon and Raya and all the other characters is just amazing. And just her like ability to have this goal and head for it. And, you know, oh, it's just it's a really great film. It's really refreshing as well because it's a bit different for a Disney, Disney film as well
0: cool i'll put a link to the that episode where i spoke with daniel morris from dan's distillery uh, about this film um so he had a good perspective because uh, he has a child so we also got that from a parent as well as someone who's just interested in the story mm. all right so how do you feel we got that out of the way where we're putting numbers okay. on these things yeah so. okay all right I just okay. checking in <laughs> so that was number five we're gonna go with number four because that is how numbers work when you count down so my fourth pick for story of the year is another of tazzy's well i mean this is just a worldwide recommendation but i know it's something that tazzy did put on her list for last year and it's the mandalorian which i had to remember that i only started this year so i feel we've spoken about this like enough but you know and everyone knows what this is but if you don't it's a story set in a star wars universe and I think that's pretty much all you need to know. It's <laughs> yeah, so it follows the um, bounty hunter who is just a really good at killing and really good at taking jobs that require him to kill people because uh, he's a mercenary. But one of his jobs is to collect or becomes to collect and protect Baby Yoda. Who I'm just gonna he has a real name, but I'm just gonna call Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's really like it's it, you know what is is struck me about this as I was watching it's it's really simple and when I say that's all you need to know that's all you need to know like I I enjoy Star Wars I'm by no means the biggest Star Wars fan I do not know all of the uh, the lore or anything I like what I see I did not feel like I needed to have a certain level of Star Wars knowledge to enjoy this and the way the program is structured you can just enjoy it episode to episode enjoy the relationship between the characters as well as the overarching uh, story that they're being pulled into
1: yeah I think I've heard it described as like a wild west like a western
0: yeah, yeah. I could see that yeah definitely and um, we've got uh, an episode where we do a whole retrospective on the Mandalorian so we're going to talk uh, a lot more of that or we will have by the time we listen to this so if you're listening to this uh, and you're interested, go and listen to our uh, breakdown of The Mandalorian and a whole episode that we did this month. But yeah, um, I'm just really enjoying I, I feel the relationship between uh, the two characters and the two main characters is just great. The characters, they meet along the way. And like I said, like you don't have to know everything about Star Wars to, to just get what's happening.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so my the next one I'm going to mention again mine aren't in order there are no numbers <laughs> numbers don't exist um is Moulin Rouge the musical the theater musical
0: specifically theater yes okay specifically this is the, the first theater. Uh, theater entry we've had
1: yeah <laughs> so I feel like well it's Bring not why I felt here. like I had to go in there the the film Moulin Rouge is one of my favorite films and you know it's hard for me to pick favorites so I'm if I'm saying that Big. Yeah, and so I went to see the theatre production, and oh boy, was I blown away. Like so it's a slightly different twist on the story of the film. And it's like been brought up and modernized, but still capturing the essence of the original movie, which has like got a lot of like the music in the original Moulin Rouge was obviously. Um, music of the time or like music that was popular around then and um, but like they're mashed up into like melodies and made into music for the film and they kind of done that with a musical but with songs that are like more popular now but right. done really well and they kept a few songs from the original movie and like made them this and adapted them for this and they adapted the storyline it was really cool and it was nice because I love Moulin Rouge and I still was just as intrigued and like drawn in by this story as I was mm. the original story and it doesn't follow the exact same structure so oh, I loved it and it just the production all together was amazing the costumes were amazing like I cried about 10 minutes in just from being like so like just it was so magical like I cried just from the atmosphere and the show it was so good and the acting was so good oh it was amazing I recommend if you get a chance to go see it go see it like such an amazing production oh (sighs) selling selling me (laughs) yeah
0: sounds good all right we're making our way through this so we have hit number four and um number three so my third pick is the one that caused problems because I had to I had to shake up my list. I had a different, slightly different list. It wasn't massively different, but it was different than it was yesterday as of recording, where I just had to put this in. And along the similar lines as The Mandalorian, it's something that I did not need any knowledge of the source material to get and love. And it is Arcane. The animation that recently released on Uh, Netflix so this story is actually amazing this is this is like just top level storytelling action animation so I'm I'm gonna read from I think it's the Wikipedia page just because none of this actually means anything to me as I was watching but it's a story which shows the origins of two iconic league champions set in the utopian Piltover and the oppressed underground of zane see i don't, I even don't know, know. I've not watched it. <laughs> but i i say that to say so i'm aware of league of legends and that is it like i like i think i know more about league of legends from seeing some cosplay than i do about the actual game but this show does not require any of that so it's a nine episode animation and it the animation style for one like it, it just looks incredible it looks incredible and it also looks very unique so I feel like we're in a time where everyone's trying to copy Disney slash Marvel slash Pixar. In this case, in terms of animation style, this just has its own unique animation style and kind of like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse makes it its own thing. So it doesn't mm-hmm. look like that, but in, in that same way. So just, just on that, the animation is incredible. The story, and again, I don't know who these characters are. I recognize one because of cosplay and that is it. But I was so into these characters from the first episode. It introduces, because I was trying to work out why these characters are so good. And it, it introduces stakes and everything feels like it has a weight to it. So the way it introduces characters, the way it plays with relationships, and the way it messes with those relationships. I'll I'll just say that. It just leaves you like invested and just invested In the protagonists, in the antagonists, in the people in between, just completely invested. And episode three, like I was already into it from number one, but episode three really made me stand up and go, I need to think about how I'm creating stories because what I just watched is so good. There's no way I can't learn something uh, from this. That is how high. I think episode three of this show, like one of the best episodes of anything I've seen this year, just I can't speak highly enough about it and then the music this is it has an incredible intro music the the way the music like interweaves with the action it has you know it's got sting like sting's doing music on this but then also it has um pusher t like i'm listening to pusher t on this and and his verse uh his track mixes and matches with the music so it matches with the animation the moment in the story just the voice acting i feel like this is a show this is a show they must have like as they were making it they must have just there must have been a moment where everyone just turned to each other and said we're killing this. Like, we're absolutely killing this. Like, everyone's just Very doing a great creatives. job. creatives.
1: I don't think so.
0: No, I'm, I'm wishful thinking. <laughs> They're probably there, was, yeah. like,
1: oh, no, this is <laughs> yeah. terrible. Ugh,
0: I know. I, that's completely... I just released a, a book and I have no idea if it's good or not. Um <laughs> So, but let me, let me rephrase that. This is a, a show where they should have taken a <laughs> moment, if they haven't already, turned around to each other and just said, we have absolutely... Killed this show because everything is just great. As it's just great, it's a great show, and it just made me have to uh rework the top five so I can make a spot for it.
1: I'm surprised because you, you've what? How much of it have you watched now? All of it. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm very surprised because you're normally someone that takes takes a while.
0: But yeah, actually, that's the other <laughs> thing. Isn't it? Yeah, so I didn't even mention that. So. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. If there's, yeah, if there's uh, so if there's one thing you know about Tazi, she doesn't like picking favorites. If there's one thing you know about me, I do not binge. But
1: I don't feel like it's been out long enough for you to have.
0: I know, right? So I so I, let me tell you this. I so I started watching it. I saw it come up on my Netflix uh, show. Then I, I watched. I, think I watched the podcast, and someone mentioned it again. I was like, okay. And then he specifically mentioned episode three. And sometimes there's something in me that says. It can't be that good. So I almost had to start watching it just to see if this guy knew it was talking about. Once I saw episode one, I was like, oh, this is going to, this might make, <laughs> might make the top. So part of it was knowing that we were recording this and needing to watch it. But I don't think that would have changed the timing because I just needed to watch the next one and the next one. So I think the most I watched was like two in a day, but I was watching consecutive days. So that for me is binging. Wow. But Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow okay it must be good i need to like bump it up my watch list (laughs) yeah
0: it's just from a just from a from a viewer it's just good it's good to watch but as someone is it's one of those things like as a as a creator i'm like like i have to learn something from this because it's just this is top level production of everything it's just it's so good
1: Oh. my next story is god this is so this was one of the ones (laughs) that was like fighting to be on
0: We're getting into the tough tough spots now
1: this was like this wasn't necessarily gonna be on this was one that was kind of uh, was (laughs) fighting with a few different different shows different things lock and key season two
0: okay i remember you mentioned this on the on a show i still haven't seen this
1: yeah so uh, i kind of had to so it's I'm pretty sure it's adapted from a comic book series. Right. But and like, I loved season one. And I loved season two even more. Like, oh my God, how do I? So Lock and Key is a show about this family whose the dad gets murdered. And it's obviously very devastating for the family. And they go and move to his childhood home. Which has so much relevance. Mm. (laughs) His childhood home being a place of magic. There are these magic keys that all do very different things. And there are evil people, things, creatures (laughs) (laughs) that want these keys so that they can... Do bad things? Do bad things. (laughs) And in the second season, it's so that they can take over the world, essentially but oh my god the the last season the previous season I don't feel like it did it left you on a it didn't so much as leave you on a cliffhanger but it did leave open-ended questions I feel like you could finish it and be not satisfied but you could never go back to it if you just watched season one but I recommend you go to season two because A, there is still unanswered things and there there is a little bit of a cliffhanger, but it's not like, like it's a cliffhanger where you you kind of think, oh, there if I drop, I'm not going to die kind of cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. So the w- reason I love season two is because we find out one of the characters, actually I think we find that out at the end of season one, we find out one of the characters isn't quite who we think they are and... Ah, uh, I don't want to spoil <laughs> things. Um, but, you know, the way this... And, the, like, one of the things is that um, adults can't remember magic.
0: Can't remember, like, a time where there was magic or...
1: They can't remember any magic. Like, if magic happens in front of them,
0: they forget. Oh, that's interesting.
1: And they're like, this makes no sense. What just happened? Like, so, yeah. And so one of the things is one of the, one of the kids, he's nearly... Eighteen.
0: Hmm. Oh, okay. And
1: they find out, they figure out that that's kind of when the when it when they start losing the ability to remember magic. So they're also trying to figure out if there's a way that they can, because otherwise, the youngest one will be left with all this bad stuff going on and having to deal with it by themselves. And they're like, we can't. We're big. We're a big brother and sister. We can't do that to our little little brother. Um, <laughs> hmm.
0: That's really intriguing.
1: It is, but the reason, okay, so the reason why I love this show so much is because of, like, the scheming and the, the trickery and the magic. I mean, the magic is, <laughs> is amazing. It's, I love how the whole lock and key works. But I actually love one of the villi- villains so much. So Gabe, if you've watched it, I love Gabe. Like, he's it's, it's a terrible person. <laughs>
0: But you love to watch them be terrible. I guess it's that. not
1: even just that I'd love to watch him be terrible. I'd probably i I'd probably be a bad person because of him. If I existed <laughs> in this universe, I'd probably follow him. I don't know why. His character is so interesting. But it's even more interesting because if you watch it, you'll know because his character is not quite what he seems. Mm. And I can't say anymore because it will give give it away. <laughs> But yeah, and then like some of the magic, some of the, the things that these keys make them able to do is just amazing. And if you've seen it, the head key, you probably like the head key. and It's, it's great, right? If you have seen it, I want to know what your favorite key is. The head key is not mine, but my favorite key is like right at the end. So it's a spoiler. So I'm not, not saying it. The second favorite is probably the head key. So I want to know. Let me know what your favorite key is. But yeah, you need to watch it. All right. <laughs> which is the end of anything that I've watched this yet. You need to watch, need to watch it, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should watch everything that I've watched.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I'm working my way through it, so... All right, so we're now down to the last two. So my number two, I've mentioned it again, I've mentioned it on the, on the show before, it is Queen of the South, which is a... Basically, it's a show about drug cartels, and I think that is my thing. It, <laughs> it just must be, because uh, I watched the show about Pablo Escobar I watched so yeah Narcos season one which is about Escobar in fact I had two seasons I think and then Narcos Mexico loved all of it we had a recommendation from Trista Bites who was on our podcast well she's been on loads of times but one of the times she mentioned Queen of the South and it took me a while to get to because things usually take me a while uh, to get to, but started watching it and I love it. So it's a, uh, it's a show about, I guess the the difference, I mean, there's a lot of differences, but so the protagonist is female, whereas in the other shows I mentioned, it, it typically male protagonist in this largely male-dominated uh, world of, of drug cartel. And I guess that adds a little different dimension. So the premise of the show is she is someone who is very low level in this uh, drug trade, so she's like I don't even know if there's an official word, but she's a money counter. Like on the on the, on the streets, she gets together with someone who's a little higher up. She uh, falls in love, uh, and then the the guy is killed, and leaves her to fend for herself in this world. So it's about her essentially working her way up. I haven't watched all of it, but I'm assuming. That's where we're going. And actually the like the first episode kind of give that gives that hint. But in a weird way, and I think I've said this on the show before, it's it's a weird entrepreneurial story. And I think that that is why it kind of gets me, because it's just almost no pun intended, but the purest form of entrepreneurship where you're just left with nothing and have to build everything. But with the added thing of being in a very like the most dangerous situations, uh, so it's this uh, this woman having to navigate this world. She has something of value that others want, so people want that, and it's just her staying alive, her surviving. Who she has to kind of make connections with, she always has to watch her back. It's just a just a super violent world, super dangerous world, and just seeing this character. I guess, grow, in a way, grow, learn, become a different person. Uh, and again, I'm assuming that's where we're going. She's going to just become a different person is just fascinating uh, to me. So I just, I just love seeing it. I think for this show in particular, I remember the the first episode where in terms of like storytelling, it, it did such a good job of making you root for this character that by the end of the first episode, I was with uh, Teresa, who's the the main character. So I was I was with her like uh, the the whole they got the whole empathy thing down. So from that moment, I was like I'm following this character uh, where she goes. Whether I'll like her by the end, I'm not sure, but I love watching the journey. So yeah, uh, I've got a thing for Joe cartel television. Apparently,
1: yeah, you you do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Is just yeah, it's just a thing. It's an it's an entrepreneur story. It's people starting businesses about drugs.
1: Yeah, I i do think um, there's a lot of murder. Those are kind of very uh what's it called entrepreneurial things. uh I always say like if if people that are doing illegal stuff applied themselves <laughs> to non illegal stuff, they'd get really really far.
0: Yeah, because it's yeah.
1: always uh, So much. Yeah. Um it's a really interesting story so far follow. Okay. Uh my next story is Behind Her Eyes, which is another Netflix show. Netflix
0: at this be point, a sponsor. I yeah, I was literally just about to say at this
1: point, Netflix, you might as well just pay me because yeah. we do mention mention a lot of Netflix here. You know, at least I do. So uh, behind, I i almost forgot that I watched this this year because it was right at the beginning. Behind her eyes is gripping. Well, to me anyway, like, I've heard people say bad stuff about it and I just don't get it because it's just <sighs> the twists in this. So um, we start by following um, Louise, the, the I guess, yeah, kind of the main protagonist, who meets a guy in a bar that she's really hit it off with that ends up to be her, she's a, like a a receptionist kind of a psychiatrist and he ends up being her her boss essentially the doctor that that in the office the new doctor in the office um who has a wife so she's immediately like in this complicated situation but it's more complicated than that because we think that his wife is like has some mental illness. I mean, oh my god! There's so many layers to this. <laughs> like, it you. Can, it's not very easy to explain. But it's just the mystery. It's not not. It's not what it seems. Like, I feel like we just done this. I feel like yeah. I'm to myself. <laughs> it's another one that is not what it seems. But instead of being about children and magical keys, it's about adults and complicated relationships and a little bit of drug abuse.
0: Okay. Always got to get some of that in there.
1: Got to get some of that in, (laughs) and this doctor that's oh, it's oh my! Just watch it. Like I can't (laughs) describe it. There's because if I describe it, it ruins it. There's literally nothing I can say that doesn't ruin it. You have to watch it because you have to understand the gist, and you have to watch it unfold. You have to. It's an onion. (laughs) This film is an onion. (laughs) Okay.
0: Did it make you cry?
1: It did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 an an onion because it just unwraps and unwraps and unwraps and just when you think you get it it just unwraps another bit and i really really hope that they do make another another season i don't know if another season's been confirmed yet but they kind of like ended it at a place that's ready for a a second season
0: so they're ready the creators are ready
1: yeah yeah like it was one of those ones where it's like it could be left there as like a not quite satisfying ending. You know, like those ones that's like, it can end here, but not fully satisfied. Okay. Because I feel like they've done that on purpose just in case it's not as popular. I feel like that's a trend for like Netflix shows. Uh, Oh, hedging events. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's... And I want to go back and watch it again to figure out all the clues, but I feel like I got them, most of them, first time around anyway. Because I knew, I knew what was happening. And I knew I wasn't supposed to know what was happening, but I knew I guessed (laughs) it. I'm very good at that. But it's so, yeah... You've got to watch it because it just it just unravels, and it's a more adult one. It's a more adult show
0: than Lock and Key. Oh, way general. more
1: adult. But just in general, it's like oh, it's just, I don't want to give anything out away, but <laughs> it's a lot of things that I enjoy about feel, like shows made for like a YA audience, like young adult audience, but very much not a young adult show mm. if that makes
0: sense yeah I think I get what you mean just putting those same like aspects on a on a higher sort or of more mature level
1: yeah and like I don't know I feel like if you enjoy um like Haunting of Bly Manor
0: oh I remember you talking about that too
1: then you'd like this Haunting of Bly Manor is how it's called Bly Manor I don't know the Bly Manor one yeah <laughs> and then you'd like behind her eyes or like you know it's kind of kind of in that realm of stuff
0: all right, you heard it here. Go watch it. Um, all right, that leaves us with just uh, one apiece. We're down to the, or at least in my case, the number one story. So I'm gonna go with. Don't know if you can guess this. What I might not have said, but so my top story of the year is your name, which we also covered on the podcast. And I think it's gotta be one of the best stories that we've we've had okay. sort of featured on the podcast. I think it's i'm gonna say i think it's a masterpiece i think it's a masterpiece of storytelling animations fantastic it's emotional it makes well at least it made me think of life and i feel with stories that's i mean i guess entertainment is the thing entertaining in form but i think like really good stories you can make you stop and think about just life your life other people's lives and really consider or maybe even reconsider things in your own life so this is a story it's also a story that Tazzy mentioned putting her top five last year and I didn't even realize that until I came back to do the notes and like oh we've <laughs> really spoken about this so uh, and then we spoke about it we did an episode on it for the podcast so I'll put that link in our show notes so yeah this is a story that has a time mechanic so maybe that helped it get into <laughs> uh mm. into the top five but so we've got two oh do i even want to we've got it's a time mechanic we've got it's a love story there's love there's time it's a very very beautiful story about love and time i'm just gonna leave it there because yeah. like <laughs> anything else i'm gonna uh i'm gonna venture into into spoilers i definitely don't want to do that but i will say there's just there's so many moments but there's a moment where i just had to stop and it just moved me. Like, there's actually like moving moments. I don't always get moved by uh, shows or, or films, um, but this definitely did that. And yeah, like I said, it makes me uh, just think about just life in general. And I think we had a good conversation um, about it. So, if you want to, if you have seen it and you want to hear all the, the spoiler filled conversation, go listen to our episode on that. Like I said, I'll put it in the show notes, but that is my number one story of 2021 that came out in 2016
1: <laughs> it's such a moving film as well like yeah. i feel like that's another one that if you're not into anime watch it scrap oh, for your sure.
0: yeah, yeah. Scrap
1: your prejudgments of anime and watch yes. this i mean you should
0: anyway but yeah if it's if you have that person or if you are that person i don't know why you're listening to this but if you're that person <laughs> that knows someone that might have a preconceived idea a negative preconceived idea of anime this is something you can show them just like just the story is fantastic so just enjoy yeah. the story and then realize there are other animes that, that might not match your uh, your preconceived idea of it
1: yeah so not necessarily my top but definitely <laughs> definitely a competitor for number one is the time i was reincarnated as a slime
0: okay i remember talking about this one as well
1: yes um which is like one of those world other world world transfer animes uh, is based off a manga, as most anime is. I think. Okay, so I love a good like other world anime. I feel like it's one of my favorite genres of anime. So like, it's about a guy who gets reincarnated as a slime. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. <laughs>
0: Does what it says on the tin.
1: Does what it says on the tin exactly. From like a a normal like our world type place an earth into a fantasy world and first of all op like the slime is op absolutely op but the brilliant thing is like about this anime is just the people that uh, i forgot the main character's name let me uh rimaru rimaru uses like his human life knowledge to navigate being a slime but there's loads of things that he doesn't quite understand about this world that he's been transferred to where like monsters and humans are separate or monsters and human-like races are separate and monsters are kind of like these somewhere between animals they're kind of like to humans they're kind of like roughly about the same place as animals in terms of how they relate to them if that makes sense you know how humans be thinking they're the greatest thing that
0: F <laughs> could have predators.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but like obviously a lot of the monsters are like super powerful because you've got like anything from like demons to slimes, and slimes are supposed to be the one of the weakest, and that's why it's so amazing because Rimaru is not your usual slime and he's OP. But he uses like all his real world knowledge to make to create relationships with monsters and humans alike. And he's kind of like creating like a monster a monster city i think i love this so much because you feel like you're playing an rpg but you're just watching it and it's so cool the coolest rpg world ever (laughs) like if this was a game it would be the best game ever Interesting. But yeah, it's just like, Rumour is so wholesome and he just, he's like, monsters be nice to humans. He's trying to figure out a load of stuff and there's different quests and slowly collecting and building on his kind of like, his party. Yeah. It's nice. I love all the characters.
0: So you like the world building as much as like the, any characters? Yeah. The characters.
1: I feel like a lot of this is world building though. Yeah. So like, literally... <laughs> Literally mm. building <laughs> in this world is happening. But um yeah, like it I don't know. I don't know how to I don't know how to explain why I love it. I just do so you should watch it. <laughs> Moral of the story. Oh, yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> um, right, all right, I uh, might have to take uh that advice. I'm definitely gonna be taking some of your picks and <laughs> seeing if they make it into next year's list. But yeah, so those are our top five, or in Tazzy's case. Some five <laughs> stories <laughs> of 2021. It has been. It's been a process. It's been a process to work that down. <laughs> some more than uh, others, but we got there. We have our final five, honorable mentions, and surprise slash not surprise entries uh, for 2021. That has been our year of stories. If you're listening and you agree, disagree. Have any other comment on our top five or anything we've mentioned? Let us know what you think. You can email us, feedback at myamada.com or jump in our Discord and let us know your thoughts there. Before we wrap up, is there anything we've, we've forgotten about in this, in this year, in this season three of recording? We've now been doing this for three seasons, three whole seasons. We're going to be taking a break over January There will be some bonus episodes, but we'll be recording new episodes as we start season four of Story X Story in 2022, and that will be February. We're going to start back up again. So we're going to be bringing pretty much, if you like stories, stick around because we're going to be talking stories. We're going to have our deep dives. We are going to be doing more interviews with creative professionals this year, we also started the Story Club, where we have a live deep dive into stories, whether it's video games or comics and/or manga. So we're going to be doing more of those over the year. We've got a lot of plans. Those are just some of them. If you're a Studio Seventy Seven member, you'll be getting chances to come on as a guest on future episodes uh, as well. So there's going to be a lot in store. So Tazzy, how do you think this year of stories went? And yeah, what are you looking forward to next year?
1: I think we've had a lot of good stories this year, and because it was kind of like film coming back to cinema as well. Uh, sort of like the cinemas open up after after everything that's gone on. It was there was a lot. Like I haven't had a chance to get around to watching everything that I would want to watch in cinema because there's just so much. But even like TV, a lot of the streaming services have had some really great shows coming out over this year and last year. So I get it's really hard to. I, um, I don't like to look forward to things too much. Not that I don't like to look forward. But like, I like to just take things as they come and I don't get like, try not to get overhyped about anything coming. But I will say a couple of things that I'm looking forward to next year would be Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I feel like that'll be a lot of fun. I think Wakanda Forever is coming out. Black Panther for Wakanda Forever is coming yeah, out next push year. Yeah, back to November. Um, so potentially that, uh, just because I really want to know what they've done with with the Black Panther franchise. Obviously, after Chadwick Boseman's death really hit, hit us in the feels, and um, and just being really worried about how they're going to treat the franchise after, because I feel like it is a very delicate walk that they have to take, because they need to honour,
0: they need to honour Chadwick. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of eyes on this.
1: Yeah, and then also the One Piece live action
0: oh yeah yeah okay but yeah, i don't know what, what the word
1: words uh, like looking i don't know if looking forward to it is the correct <laughs> term i'm looking forward to seeing
0: what it seeing is seeing what becomes
1: of it yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> i have high hopes i feel like they can do good
0: i'll go with you on now i feel like I'm... the cut
1: the cast is really well put together they seem like a good bunch and like they fit their roles well but where's chopper that's that's the only thing
0: is that not is he not in there?
1: I don't know if he's just not in it or if they've just not said anything because maybe it's going to be a uh, like visual effect in it. Yeah, I was
0: going to say they're still working on the, on the CGI. And maybe for that so, then.
1: yeah, the CGI is not ready. So maybe they not announced it. Maybe they maybe a voice actor is, is chosen a little differently from the, the main actors. from the. So I don't know. But at the moment, I'm asking where's Chopper. But-
0: Hashtag where's Chopper.
1: Hashtag oh. work uh, But I'm still looking forward to seeing what comes of it. And to be fair, I'm only like, I'm not even, I don't even know if I'm 300 episodes
0: into One Piece.
1: I'm not like the, I'm not like the authority on on <laughs> uh, whether this adaption is a good adaption of One Piece. But I can tell you ever I enjoy it a lot. But I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of it anyway.
0: All right. Uh, I think, yeah, no, for me, it's been, I mean, there's lots of different things, but there's a couple of things along the same lines of looking forward to seeing what becomes of it is the Avatar adaptation series, which I'm pretty sure is coming next year because they're looking to make this a franchise. I mean, it kind of already is a franchise, but Netflix in particular looking to make this a thing. Uh, There's a game coming out, a mobile game, because we've had uh, Shanze Usaba, we've spoken to her. Uh, she's the the product brand manager. Uh, anyway, she's working on the game at Square Enix. So uh had a chat with her about that. So yeah, looking forward to seeing what, what becomes of this. And then also in general, just I need to read more comics. Um, <laughs> my list told me that I've not read enough comics this year. So I think for next year, I'm going to Hopefully, be able to visit more comic book shops uh, and uh, pick up more titles. Uh, We've had a return to comic conventions. Uh, Hopefully, that will help me reach out and speak to and read indie comics uh, and speak to indie comic creators. So that's something I'm looking forward to.
1: Yeah, I think my aim is also just read more in general.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) Have we
1: ever had like a a novel as a?
0: Oh no, we haven't.
1: Yeah, so. I'm going to try and have a novel on my list.
0: Oh, that's a good target.
1: Next year, at least in the honourable mentions. And also, I feel like my goal is to play more story-driven video games, complete more story-driven video games. I feel like I start a
0: lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah, you want to get to the end. I love getting to the end of things. So uh, I'm with you on that. I, I think I want to do that as well. Just, um, well, we've got like the story club. We can make something from that. So. Yeah. So this has been our our year of stories. Like I said, this is the end of season three. We have been talking to different people, having lots of great conversations. Always great having Tazzy um, bringing her enthusiasm and her love for loving things to stories. So that's been as ever always good to good to hear. I just hear what Tazzy's loving at the moment. (laughs) But yeah, thank you for watching. Stick around. We're taking a break. You can join us again in 2022. Happy New Year. Hope you had a good Christmas. And we look forward to everyone joining us again in just a month and a half when we restart for season four and everything we've got in store there. So what we need you to do is make sure you are subscribed to Story X Story because why would you want to miss another year of this? So make sure you're subscribed. Also give us a rating. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts wherever they let you review podcasts that helps us reach new listeners and fans of story discussions and you can just share a link that works too
1: yeah as a as a late christmas present for us give us either a share or leave a review we'd appreciate it
0: to let other people know what is happening here if you are a fan of manga based stories we make manga so we've just released our latest manga series through the fog which is actually a story i need to get to Tazzy. so that's uh that's something i i hopefully would have done <laughs> by the time this goes out so seriously the fog is done it's out you can check that out along with our lineup of manga titles from our universe Uh, you can also get involved with the video game side of the brand so we have our gaming event gamepad coming on January the 15th and we do monthly events so whether it's game nights whether it is the main uh, event we've got other things that are going to be talked about more and more as we go into 2022 interviews panel discussions and in 2022 one would hope a return to physical gamepad events. It has been a while, but that is on the radar too. So definitely make sure you would jump in our Discord. It is free if you want to support the things that we're doing uh, as we work to demystify the industry, the culture, uh, provide more uh, awareness and opportunities for young people and work to make the industry more inclusive. Consider becoming a Studio 77 member and you'll get exclusive access to events and artwork and everything from the Mario matter universe and join us for our next gamepad event Uh, we'll put a link to tickets in the show notes so you can check that out otherwise go to gamepad.events and we will see you in 2022 for more podcast episodes that include creator interviews video game discussions and deep dives into stories across pop culture you can always give us a shout directly our email address is feedback at mymatter.com and our website with links to subscribe is mymatter.com slash storyxtory so until then stay tuned stay safe and remember if Tazzy has watched it you should be watching it too if you've learned nothing else learn that we'll see you next year <laughs>
1: no this is still hard
0: <laughs> in future it we need to hard. do not only do we need to do like the podcast we need to do this video but we also need to do the video of you putting together your list because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i feel this is entertaining watching you struggle through this so maybe like we just get together and just work through the list and just see how yeah it. <laughs> oh my god yeah just sweating. <laughs>
1: Oh no, this is so hard. (laughs) No, I thought I had it down and then I just, I've gone back to where i can I just do all 41 for all the (laughs) questions?
0: (laughs) That we can't do.
1: I need some, like we, you need to set some, there needs to be some kind of ruling to help me. (laughs) Oh, that had such a good payoff. Oh, but that was, I loved that. Oh, but I loved that. Oh my God, like...
0: I need to read more comics as well. I've got no comics.
1: Yeah, all the comics got dropped. Yeah. (laughs) That made it easy for me. I was like, there's not a comic that is like a favourite story of mine. I feel like the top four have justified their place. I feel like they're unshifting. But the fifth spot? Boy, like there is... (laughs) There was yeah, a fight going a f- on.
0: There's a few that could have just been in fifth. I've had to leap behind for just. I basically had to come up with reasons.
1: I like, I can't come up with reasons. Every time I come up with a reason why something shouldn't be in, I come up with a reason why it should be in.
0: Oh, I can't wait to hear what this <laughs> you lists are. Oh,
1: this is actually. I don't so... even want to hear
0: the list. I just want to hear the reasons.
1: <laughs> okay, right. We're just gonna have to go for it because we're running out of time as well. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, let me get this uh yeah all right let's go well you can have if you want like i expand to six if you want six honorable mentions that could be because that's like a bit more nebulous but then the five is the five
1: no it's fine no it's that fine. just makes it more complicated
0: okay all right let's go